Well, Jane Hastings is the CEO of Event Hospitality and Entertainment, who runs cinemas and hotels in New Zealand and Australia. Hiya, Jane. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I imagine you're relieved that cinemas are back open post-COVID lockdown? It is great to have cinemas back open and our staff engaged and customers coming to enjoy some school holiday films. And so are people coming back at the level that you would have expected, you know, in a pre-COVID world? Well, um, we've got a good test of that, actually, because Trolls 2 released in New Zealand and it hasn't released in Australia. And so that was the only new release we really had out for families and it's exceeding our pre-COVID target. Wow. So that's a good sign. Trolls 2, though, was, I mean, you know, obviously it's not really, um, I'm, I'm not the demographic for it, but um, it was highly anticipated. So is it is it a fair thing to measure, you know, just across the board for your general uh, general new release? Uh, most definitely, because, you know, we measure the cinema business, you know, is about big blockbuster films mm-hmm. and the highly anticipated films, and then you have your mid-range films. And so a good indicator for us is we wanted to see that those top-range films are going to perform like they did prior, and we've seen that. And we actually also did quite a lot of research. So we spoke with over 20,000 of our CineBuzz customers across Australia and New Zealand leading into the reopening of cinemas. And um, in that research, you know, 83% said they intend to return to cinemas within three months. And um, we had done a lot of preparation for COVID practices which, of course, we're applying in Australia and no need to apply in New Zealand. And that was just to give that sense of confidence. But people want to go back to the cinemas. There's always pent-up demand, and it's an affordable you know, day out or night out. Jane, I imagine you've also got a few supply issues because COVID obviously has disrupted the ability of the industry to, to pump these films out, right? Yeah, it has. So basically, there are global release dates. That's the simplest way to put it. So the studio's... In the US, you know, they want the domestic US market open and they want um, a percentage of international markets open. And so the major releases, you would have already seen that from, you maybe have heard that Tennis has moved a couple of times, the Christopher Nolan film, um, Mulan from Disney, um, actually a New Zealand director, Mickey Caro, which is important. Um, that's moved a couple of times. Um, the good news about that for the industry is that the studios are moving them and it just makes our Ford lineup look stronger. Uh, but they're waiting for a percentage of screens globally to open and to support the investments they've made in making those films. What does it mean for you, though, in the short to medium term in terms of business if you don't have these big releases drawing the crowds in? I mean, is it going to be a little bit tough to just wait this period out? Absolutely. So we've had to redesign the way we think. So reduced operating hours. Uh, We're exploring all forms of content. So we've got um, what we call alt content. So we're looking at concerts and shows. Uh, we're looking at um, more of the art house content because there's a lot of films releasing in that area. So there's a broader mix of content. And then we've gone back into older films. You know, it was the 35-year anniversary of Ghostbusters. And would you believe um, Gold Class sold out screens to, to a film that you can watch was readily available in your home. So the program is a really mixing up the content. And then we're reducing our operators, operating hours where we need to um, to make sure that, you know, that we can get through this period until the big films come. Really interesting. Um, on the hotel side of your business, you guys made the call to allow the government to use, obviously, some of your um, venues for manage, managed isolation. Was that an easy decision to make? Well, it was a decision that took, I mean, obviously, there was lots of consideration um, applied to that, but we were really confident in our COVID practices. And 
the government comes in and takes over that venue. So they're completely responsible for how that venue operates. We, we are actually simply the venue in those circumstances. So our lens was we wanted you know, minimum involvement by our staff. Um, and you know, we saw that as really an obligation to support because where else were these customers going to go? Yeah. Um, you know, no was not really something that we needed to explore options and feel confident in, and we did, and so we have. Uh, did you consider at all the likely or, or possible, not necessarily likely, but possible brand damage that could occur? Yes, we did. Um, we knew that was a risk. And again, it's all in how that's presented, really. You know, are we doing all we can for our customers and our business? Yes, we are. Uh, and we're relying on government and the relevant departments to do all they need to do um, to protect that brand. But, um, you know, we're confident that customers understand the scenario. You know, people out there know what's going on. They know that that accommodation is required for quarantine guests. So from what we're seeing, there's a lot of understanding in terms of the hotel brand in that um, in that framework. Jane, what, what do you make of the border um, being shut up? How does that make you feel as somebody who obviously has lived between uh, both countries and, and runs businesses on, on both sides of the Tasman? That must be reasonably frustrating. Oh, look, you know, it is frustrating. My family's in New Zealand. Yeah. It's my extended in New Zealand. You know, that, that to us, you know, travelling between Australia and New Zealand is like travelling Auckland Wellington. You know, it's, it's like the two countries are connected in so many ways. And so that trans-Tasman bubble reopening isn't just important, full stop. Um, so what are you guys, what, what are you uh, projecting forward? I'm just thinking, obviously, your, your hotels are so, will be, uh, that part of the business will be so reliant on travel going up again. The cinema side um, will obviously be facing a risk from people wanting to cut back on their discretionary spending. What are your, plan, what are your plans in terms of how long you have to be able to cope with this before things turn up again? Well, look, as a business, I'll give you some context in terms of the picture we're operating in. Mm. So we've got three divisions. We've got hotels, we've got entertainment and various forms of entertainment, and we've got the Threadbow Alpine Resort. And within the Threadbow Alpine Resort, we're like the council. We do roads and sewage to operating the subleases and the actual um, Threadbow ski um, operation. So, you know, revenue stopped overnight. And we've been through that, and then we had the mandated government closures, and it wasn't gradual, it was immediate. And we've got 9,000 staff in three countries. And what we were dealing with is a really complex environment. And across Australia and New Zealand alone, you know, we've got six different territories. You've got five states in Australia and one in New Zealand. And each of the six um, have different governments who had slightly different approaches and slightly different timing and slightly different rules and up to four phases to consider we then need to interpret that across our three operating divisions. And that created different operating models. And there's a plural to models because even within that, just picking up on that question, we've got to develop a high, mid and low case yeah. for what, how the thing might actually occur and be able to scale up and down within each of those phases. So you know, you've got six territories just across the two countries, four government phases, three divisions, three <laughs> scenarios within each division, and, you know, we've got short-term, medium, long-term planning around that. And it's really just scenario planning. Yeah. You know, no one's got a forecast. Um, you've got several scenarios. And what we're doing each day, each week, is scaling up, scaling down, and just doing the best we can to really adjust for the new environment that we've got for this term.